We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast on Monday, November 25th. We're almost done with Week 12, almost Thanksgiving already. Time is flying by. Uh, thanks, as always, to Yahoo Fantasy Sports for sponsoring us. Chris, um, you had a good week in uh, Week 12. I had a pretty good week, too. Not as good as you, but 8-5. and five. Uh, Looks like I'm doing pretty well in most of my leagues, although winning my head-to-head in the... Uh, Class and my classic league isn't going to be is going to be difficult absent a big night from Lamar Jackson. But you crushed it this week. I did, and I want to jinx it because I still need some help tonight. If I get uh, a good showing from Mark Andrews and a couple other players tonight, then I will actually go five and zero oh on the week and ten and three against the spread and um, just important wins for games that had playoff implications. So it was a very enjoyable week for once in my life watching football. Yeah, well, good, good. We're all happy for that. Although it makes for worse radio. You need to be a little bit more ranty. And I was hoping maybe like 
The uh, oh, Jason Garrett might end up on the Giants next year. Thing might get you a little bit more hot and bothered. But the problem was the report came from Rappaport, which you know you can't take with a straight face. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have a little bit of fear about it. Not not because I take Rappaport seriously, and plus, you know, Garrett has not yet been fired. Shermer has not yet been fired. Right. Nobody's really put them in the hot seats. But it, you know, if the Cowboys were to lose the NFC East or you know, the giants obviously win three, four games, even less, um, then you could see them being fired. Uh, and the thing that makes me nervous is John Mara loves the type of class act. You know, he, he's to me, he's all about the show, like showing that he's a good owner. He loves the reputation of his family. And so it just seems to me like Garrett would be the perfect, like good guy hire for him, which, uh, I really hope he's not that stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can totally and see And also, it. like, you don't want your coach to be a good guy. I mean, you want him to – Belichick, people don't think of as, oh, what a nice guy Belichick is. No. People don't look at Belichick. People don't look at not Kyle at Shanahan all. or like, what a nice guy he is. That's not what's important about coaching. You no. know, what's important is somebody who's going to command the respect of the team and have a good approach and do the right thing. And, you know, the the worst thing you could have is a – coach that is respected a class act. So I hope I saw the Eli thing dragged out for many years beyond its usefulness, uh, that John Marr is willing to, uh, do things for the wrong reason. So that's the only reason I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, tough, you know, on the field, your boy, Danny dimes was more like Danny pennies. He, he struggled, although it wasn't all his fault. Barkley missed a couple of catches, went out of bounds on another, whereas, like, what's really going on here? Uh, and then, you know, also Golden Tate got concussed in this game late after making a heck of a catch on a touchdown play. But, you know, there's, you know, there, there's uh, definitely, uh, some, you know, it was, it was definitely a rough week. It was a bad matchup, though, too. Yeah, I, I don't really think he looked bad or anything. He's playing at Chicago. He lost a fumble. The announcers were saying how well Nate Solder was doing on Khalil Mack. And I knew that was a horrible jinx. And a couple of plays later, Mack came around, and knocked the ball out of Danny Dimes' hand. There's some drops. He made an amazing throw in fourth and 18 for the second touchdown that covered the spread. That was, was just a great throw. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that to me, he looks good. He ran pretty well. He just, sometimes he holds the ball too long. He, he was, did the opposite uh, after the bye this week, but he threw short of the sticks on, you know, third and seven through it six yards a couple of times. That wasn't good. Uh, and I think on a fourth down, he did that too, but I, he passes the eye test for me. I mean, they, they just need to be able to block. They, their blocking is terrible. They can't run the ball. Even with Saquon Barkley, they so rarely, uh, they sometimes get like a 13 yard run, but there's so many negative plays with him because they just cannot block and they just need a new offensive line. And if they get the, second pick or whatever they're supposed to get. I don't know who the linemen are, but I would say, you know, take an offensive lineman. You're fine at quarterback. Darius Slayton looks like a, a really good receiver. You know, they still will have Shepard and Ingr- Ingram is always hurt, but they'll have him. They need to really beef up the, beef up the offensive line and the defense is terrible, but I'd rather beef up the offense first. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the question is, you know, if there's not that offensive lineman, then, then what do you, do you trade down? Uh, well, maybe, but you could also take an edge rusher. They really need that. You could also take uh, a shutdown cornerback. Everybody needs that. So, 
I mean, you look um, at the what Nick Bosa has done for the Niners. You could take Chase Young and hope he's the same the same sort of impact there. Just be of like, course. I, mean, I would I would take whoever the best player is, pretty much. Right. Because they don't need a QB. The QBs, even at the top of drafts, or unless it's a generational guy, you know, it's not. You don't want to force it. I mean, I, if they thought it was a generational QB, you probably just take him and, and trade Danny Dimes. Or I mean, if it's generational QB, you have to do it, right? I mean, if it's right. Andrew Luck coming out or something, but if it's just Baker Mayfield, you don't want to waste a. You know, I mean, Baker Mayfield might turn out to be okay, but I'd rather stick with Danny Dimes and just get a guard or a, an edge rusher or a tackle. Right. Um, you know, they used they used one of their first round picks last year on uh, DeAndre Baker. And he's been kind of sketch, but a lot of times the scheme isn't right for some of these guys. So I would, you know, a cornerback, uh, an edge rusher or uh, an offensive lineman, I think would be perfect for them. So actually, and I'm looking at uh, a mock that was done before last week's games. Actually, it was, yeah, before week 11, even Uh, the Redskins at that time were projected to be number two. And they uh, had projected Andrew Thomas, an offensive lineman out of Georgia. Uh, Now, this is interesting because Tua uh, from Alabama got hurt, obviously, and that hurt his draft stock because uh, I mean it's a major, major hip injury. Uh, so that's one less elite quarterback. So it, it's interesting to see what that's done uh, and, and changing up the, the just this draft class here a little bit. But uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, that, it's and Justin Herbert, the next best quarterback, had a horrible game last uh, on Saturday against Arizona State. Now I, I tend to be of the belief that one game doesn't change everything. Because he's had plenty of other good games against tough opponents. It's not like the uh, Memphis quarterback, uh, what's his name, that uh, that Broncos drafted, uh, that turned out to be terrible. Uh, but you know, when he just didn't have that. Paxton many... Lynch. Yes, Paxton Lynch. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's like that. You know, he's had a lot other well, tough competition. So I think this is yeah, a little bit I mean, of a different. You just really scenario. have to. <laughs> just make sure if you're picking the top five, just get a really good player. Like, don't worry about the QB. Don't force the QB. Right. Don't force anything. And, you know, it looks like, you know, the Giants, if, if the Giants get Chase, if Chase Young is as good as, you know, people think, then great. Get a, an elite edge rusher or get the tackle. But I'm, I'm just a huge proponent of just getting the guy that's the most likely to be a pro bowler five times in his career rather than forcing the QB. Obviously the Giants, some people probably think they need a QB because Daniel Jones numbers aren't very good, but I watch every game and I'm pretty much sold. I think the right system with a good line, he'll be really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. My Bengals, they now have a two game lead for the first overall pick. Uh, the Redskins won against the lions. So they have two wins now jets won. That's good. I mean, now the it, it's the Redskins and the dolphins have two wins a piece. Your giants have two wins, right? Yeah. The giants are number two right now. They're the, they're the number two pick. How do they have the advantage over? Well, they got to play. They still have to play the Redskins again, though. So that's going to be a huge game. Yeah, massive. They beat game. the Redskins head to head. So I'm not sure why they're ahead of the Redskins, but maybe it's conference record. I don't know how it works. Who's their other Dolphins win? Dolphins and Redskins. Who was who was the who was the they Giants' other win? The Giants had was they beat the. I'm trying to think who they beat in the AFC. They, they played the AFC East. So they lost to the Jets. They, they haven't played the, the Dolphins Bills. yet. They lost to the Patriots. So their other, both their wins are in the NFC. I, I can't remember who else they beat. Oh, it was the Bucks. Remember on the missed field goal? Oh yeah, what a wild game that was. Danny Dimes' first game. That was their best game almost too. 
maybe not even almost They've been bad, but I mean, their defense is bottom five in the NFL. Yeah. And their offensive line is bottom 10, possibly bottom five. Yeah. I take chase your line and your entire defense are terrible. It's just what kind of team can you possibly field? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Other news. So other news of the Bengals, uh, they've got that two game lead. Andy Dalton, you're back in Ryan Finley. He's done his job. He's, he's lost a couple of games that were very winnable. They could have beaten the Steelers yesterday. They could have beaten the, uh, the Raiders the week before with just mere competent quarterback play. It was not competent. So, and, and they, they pretty much, you know, if, if their mission was, okay, we got to see what's going to happen. You know, we got to see what we have in him. Okay. Mission accomplished. We see what we have in him. He's lousy. At least, especially with a really bad offensive line, he's lousy. So Dalton gets to finish out the season, and they said he's pretty much going to be the starter the rest of the way. That obviously helps, like, Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd a little bit there. Do you think A.J. Green now comes back because of this? No, I think A.J. Green comes back if he's ready and not before. And I don't think it's... You don't think it's tied at all to the quarterback situation? You don't think it's like, oh, coach, I don't know about my ankle anymore. I feel like it, I made the comparison on Twitter. If you seen, have you seen the movie uh, Hoosiers? Uh, I did so long ago. It's though. like Jimmy Chitwood. I figure it's about time for me to start playing ball. And and you know the whole uh, the, the townspeople are like, yeah, I told you what we did. If we got that son of a bitch out of there, and he goes, but if Coach leaves, I leave, and something like that. Revote, revote. Yeah, I think that I feel like it's like that way with Dalton. And, and I don't know. I I don't even know that. Are you sure that AJ Green and Andy Dalton are that close? They're t- they're they're very tight actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're drafting the same draft. You got to remember, came up together. Uh, Yeah, they were rookies the same year. Yeah. Well, I just think he's AJ Green's been hurt, and you know, and when he's healthy, he'll be healthy. But uh, because they would have just announced that he was playing, but they haven't announced AJ Green yet. He's still day to day. Yeah. Uh, All right. Exactly. And you know, they got all week to uh, figure that part out, but. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get this feeling that he's going to play this year now. Whereas had Finley stayed in there, I don't think he comes back at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, being on the own 15 team and terrible quarterback is just sort of embarrassing to be out there. But I think they're making a big mistake. I think they pulled the plug too soon, not because they haven't seen enough of Finley, but because they played the Dolphins again. And, you know, the home game against the Jets this week, it's not like they couldn't win that. And, if they really want um, Joe Burrow, I mean, why screw around? And the Dolphins obviously need a quarterback too. You don't want to. I mean, why would you? I know. It seems. Cra- I mean, maybe they don't think he's the guy that you know. Maybe they don't think he's a generational guy. But if you did, um, you you better make sure that you that you get that pick. Right. Right. Well, I, and I agree. I agree. Uh, Maybe they just feel like, okay, well, and the thing is they have winnable games. They have the Jets. They have two games against the Browns still, and they have the Dolphins. But, yeah. you know, Giants and the uh, Redskins play each other, so one of them is going to get to three, right? Uh, maybe they just feel like it's, okay, yeah, if we don't get Burrow, we get two. Chase Young, and he's generational talent too. You know, that might be the mindset. Maybe, but if you need a quarterback and you think one of the quarterbacks is that good, you got to take the quarterback. I, I'm like the last guy that says you got to take the quarterback. I know. But if you think that he's generational, you got to take him. Th- that's where the exception is, right? Where if you think that Andrew Luck is just the best guy in five years coming out, you take him. You don't worry about it. 
if you just think this is the Sam Bradford of his class or, you know, even the Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford, like those guys are fine. But like, I, I think you could easily take the elite edge rusher or, or tackle over someone like that and figure out QB. Yeah. The thing I worry about with Burrow is that he was not on the radar before this year. I mean, he was very minimally on the radar. I mean, he was highly recruited, uh, but got beat out at Ohio State. So that's why he transferred away from Ohio State. By Haskins? Uh, yeah, Haskins. And then they had Justin Fields coming in. And he's like, I'm out of here, I think. I think that was, the, you know, that, that was basically it. Uh, however, I mean, LSU, and he played last year. So it may, be, may not even be Justin Fields as re- uh, related to that. I could be wrong about that. But, you know, fact is... LSU put in like a more pro style offense this year and he's flourished under it. He also happens to have great personnel in front of him. You know, he's got good, really good receivers, a good offensive line on a great team. So I, I you know, well, it, it, Peabody was talking about how these college quarterbacks that are hyped up to be the top picks are usually done. So in a very small sample, right. And, and age you know, and age is often Mitch overlooked. Trubisky, you know, was because, you know, it's taken with the second pick. A lot of times it's the sample's not big enough. And since there's so many variables in college, you know, that you know, the type of offense, as you said, the personnel, the competition level, it's kind of hard. It's harder to sort what's what. So you don't want to make that mistake, man. You do not want to take that with the number one pick and just get a guy who's OK. It's a huge mistake. Right. Right now, I I think he's he's better than like he's no Sam Bradford. I think he is better than okay. I think he's very good. Is he generational? I don't know. I'll, I'll say I, I will cop to this though. I'm not a scout. I I don't. Yeah. I, you know I, I don't. Does he I, run? Is he a running quarterback at all? A little. He's mobile enough. I don't think he like does much many design runs. He had a big run against Alabama that was a like a. An RPO that worked out really well towards the end of the game helped ice the game, but it's not like less mobile than Danny Dimes. I'd say probably. I mean, I, I I have to I have to dig a little bit. Danny more Dimes that, is pretty honest. mobile. Yeah, he is. He is, and I I remember seeing him at Duke. I would. My guess is probably that he's a little less mobile, but not. He's not immobile. He's not a just a I'd, statue. I'd be back hesitant there. to take a guy. With the number one pick, I know this is a little crazy, but I, I kind of think in the modern NFL, like Andrew Luck was like Danny Dimes, mobility, Aaron Rodgers. I, I put those guys kind of on the same level of mobility. That's the minimum I want. I don't want any Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees statues anymore. I just think it's very hard to do it that way and compete with the Lamar Jacksons. He's the, mobile. I'm looking gosh, up the numbers I'm, right now. So quarterback, but there's just so these guys are so mobile today. So I'm I, I I wasn't giving him justice. Uh, last year, seven rushing touchdowns, three hundred ninety nine rushing yards. This year, two hundred thirty nine rushing yards and three touchdowns. So he's mobile. So he's like that level at least. Yeah, I just feel like you just can't. It's just so hard, especially as a young quarterback, where you know guys like Brady, Rivers, Breeze, they they read everything pre snap. They're just so they've gotten so many years uh, to just understand things so well. And I wonder like these days, if you even get that long, if you're a statue and things aren't ideal to, to really learn it that well, uh, you want someone mobile. I just, it just seems like all the best QBs in this new generation are mobile. You need to be able to run an RPO. You just I have to be able, able to, to run an RPO. I mean, even Foles runs an RPO now and then, but right. you know, when, when it's clear, but just to be able to buy some time just to be able to, you know, just take the spirit out of the defense on third and 12 when you, 
avoid a sack and scramble for 13 yards or make a throw on the run. Look at all the good QBs. I mean, Mahomes is mobile and even Rogers luck, even, you know, the end of the last generation, but Mahomes and Watson and Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, Kyler Murray looks really good and he's the, you know, they just, the best QBs are mobile these days. Dak is mobile. It's that's true. I, I guess there, there's some exceptions like Kirk cousins. who was still kind of hanging on to being good as a pocket guy, but I, I just think that it's, uh, it's definitely the harder path now. I, I absolutely agree with you. So also the other thing we don't pay attention to sometimes is age, you know, and with NFL players, I mean, we, you get it, the extremes, you know, uh, with, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he, he's actually a month younger than Joe Burrow, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but then you got the other side of things there where you saw like the, who's the guy that the, the Browns drafted, uh, who was like 27. Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Whedon. Whedon, you know, things like that. Chris Wanky on the, on the, on the Panthers is like 27 also. Right. And when you have like a 26 year old carving up college kids, I mean, you should definitely discount that. It's like a 25 year old killing it in AAA. You just, you have to take that with the appropriate metric ton of salt. Right. Because it's, it's like, you're physically a little bit stronger. You're more emotionally mature. You're like more of an adult. Yeah. You can see that if, if a guy's like able to handle it mentally, like the, you know, that, that makes them, it's a huge edge. But once they, once that evens out in the NFL, that, that could be a lot tougher. I, that makes sense. That age, especially for QBs, I think, cause it's such a, there's so much knowledge that needs to be learned at the position. Right. And maturity and just poise and all that. And just how to handle things, how to handle life, you know, cause when you're at, let's face it, when we got out of college, I mean, you're trying to figure out, okay, got to, I now have to worry about paying the rent on all these things. I need to take, you know, take care of all this. Now, I guess if you're an NFL no, you athlete, people. you have people you taking people. care of things, but adulting is, is part of the process, you know, and it happens for them too. It's all part of growing up. Yeah, dude, if I, if I were that age, even if I had the talent, there's no way I would have definitely <laughs> got in trouble or something. Blown a lot of money, you know, and, you know, yeah, all of a sudden you get all this money and okay, let's go party. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it'd be, and it'd be in your sick. case, for it'd sure, there's no partier that you I, are. I actually don't think you even, I think most of the guys, I mean, some of them just end up being screw ups, but like, I think a lot of the guys at least like they're pretty like drill sergeant life. A lot of them for like a while before they even get to that point. Like they wake up and they lift weights and then they go for a run and then they, you know, like they just, that routine has to be down usually even to get to that level. But yes, if I were just somehow good enough and I was thrust into that, it would have been a disaster. So I I can't even imagine how some of these dudes are dealing with like 80,000 people screaming and, you know, a million people on Twitter just destroying them when they make a, a bad play and they're like 22 years old. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, on that note, let's share a note from our sponsor, Armchair Quarterback. Armchair Quarterback is a real-time game where you predict the next play during a live football broadcast. You know what the next play is going to be. Predict it and earn points. Climb the leaderboard and increase your chances to win tickets and other prizes. It's the perfect way to make watching games more exciting. We have a special league for all RotoWire subscribers, and we'll be posting the leaderboard online and mentioning them here. This week, we're playing to the Monday night game. At least tonight we are uh, between the uh, Rams and the Ravens and looking forward to that game. You can also form your own league with your fantasy friends. The full schedule and game information is available at armchairquarterback.com. Armchair quarterback, make every game bigger. Got uh, a couple other news and notes to discuss. Uh, a couple big injuries. Well, not big, but we got a couple injuries to talk about. Uh, guy that's been starting lately 
for a lot of people disappointed yesterday. Well, it turns out there's a reason why, you know, why he's just, he, he was a, a disappointment and that's because he got hurt. Hunter Renfro on the, uh, the Raiders got hurt. He's going to probably be shut down maybe for the full season. Uh, he, uh, he's, he got hurt uh, with a broken rib and a punctured lung. He was the targeted, uh, you know, or he was the guy that was trying to make the tackle on the pick six for the Jets. Uh, but you know, he's going to be out. It definitely an extended period of time, and they're even discussing the possibility of shutting him down for the season. Uh, bad news there. Uh, Raiders really laid an egg. I'm, I'm kind of let's talk talking about the Raiders as a whole, less about Renfro. I'm willing to kind of blow this one game off as kind of a. Okay, it was a one-off West Coast team going to the East Coast, kind of high on their own praise lately, and ran you know ran into a you know weren't quite prepared, ran into a buzzsaw for one game, but I, you know they face the Chiefs next, and that's in Arrowhead. I, this is going to be a really big test for them, and maybe they were looking ahead to that, but I don't think they're quite ready yet. I don't know if they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I agree that this isn't something to get too overly concerned about one bad game on the road, early body clock time from West coast. I, I guess I just trust Gruden to get them ready. You know, they're, I, I kind of agree with you on that. And you know, the thing is I listened to his comments. It's like, you know, we weren't good enough today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Raiders fans who came out, you know, it's like, did he kind of hit the right notes? He, he pulled, you know, I like that. He pulled car early, pulled Jacobs early. He's like, okay, we're not going to expose you to this garbage. This game's done. You know, it was an honest kind of, Okay, well let's let's try to get something positive out of this game. No, just okay, it's done. We we're not we don't have it today. Let's get out of here, get home. That fourth quarter flew by. It was an entire quarter that was deemed worthless, which you never see. Never see that in the NFL. But I was kinda it was better than like Doug Marone, where okay, we're gonna keep our starters in, keep grinding away to the very last minute, but we're gonna punt when we're down twenty eight to three. We're going to kick a field goal when we're down, you know, 35 to, or to 42 to uh, 17. We're going to go ahead and kick that f- field goal. No, if you're going to keep the guys in, well, then if you really think you're going to try to keep playing hard, do it right. But, you know, I, I, I have an honest assessment of the situation. I liked what he did there. Yeah, I just think generally he's a good coach, right? I mean, he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. He took the Raiders to the playoffs. He's now gotten the Raiders, this version of the Raiders, six and five, when everyone thought they were like a four or five win team, maybe a six win team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's a good coach. He's obviously a good coach. And it doesn't mean he's automatic, but it means that, you know, I think they're going to have a game plan. They're going to attack Kansas City. Kansas City, I don't know if Eric Fisher's back this week. I, I know that their defense played well for a couple weeks and it's kind of slipped of late. I could see Carr and the Raiders hanging in this game, you know, going back and forth with them. And then the Chiefs, especially if their offensive line isn't totally intact, and Tyree Kill, not sure of his status, they haven't looked that smooth. They haven't looked the way they did last year or the first two games of this year. So they, they're still a little, you know, Andy Reid is good with the prep time, but I don't, I don't think this will be an easy game for the Chiefs necessarily. No, uh, I, I agree. I agree with you on that. I just... I think that they're going to end up coming short. I think the Chiefs having the bye was perfect timing for them with all their running back injuries. Getting Mahomes like a, a week off where they didn't, where he's not missing a game and all that. I think they're going to come back. And you know how Reed is with extra time to prepare too. I just well, he was. You know, a couple times I think recently he hasn't covered with the Thursday. I don't know if that's. I think his record may have gone the other way. Since, you know, he's crazy, like 13 and one with extra time. Right. Not sure, but I, 
I remember noticing a couple. Um, he did. I just did see a note that Andy Reid is optimistic about Tyreek Hill's availability, which is huge. But optimistic, who knows? I mean, well, it's not Pete Carroll talking, so we can't yeah. immediately blow it off. But it's better than him like saying what Frank Reich did, which is that Marlon Mack is out. You know, I mean, it's. I appreciate that, least, by the way, and, that, and I'm glad he said that. You know, now at least I know. Uh, at least I'm not like. All right, do I have to do I start him this week? And I and honestly, I, I'd rather him be, you know, you know, where it's like, okay, he's definitely ready. It's not, and, and you know, he, he's practiced all week, and he'll start as opposed to we're not sure if he gets through him. You know, the, like the Tyree, like the Ty Hilton thing last week, or other players that you know are are day to day. You don't know. Sometimes you get George Kittle, and sometimes you get in a, you know, a, a, another player that gives you very little, like uh, Amari Cooper in a, in a bad week. Although Amari Cooper the previous week was really good, you know, hurt or two weeks ago, I guess it was. But point being is, yeah, yeah I'd rather have that certainty. I'd rather at least, okay, now I know what I've got to do. I'm either starting Scarborough or Sanders or somebody else, but, um, man, I really wish I would have had Jonathan Williams instead of Scarborough at this point in time. Yeah, he looked uh, got a really he looked good and he had a heavy workload, but he looked the part also. Which yep, I, it's, it's rare that the guy comes in. You're like, oh, he's pretty much as good as Marlon Mack, and he's catching more passes than Mack usually does, at least in that game. I think he only caught uh, one pass. It, it actually, what's that? Did he only catch one pass? I thought he caught a few passes. Yeah, I can. I'll check on that. You know, I was watching the game. That. So I know early on he that. had that one. I was like, okay, yeah, he looks like he can ca- he can catch. But Hines came in and got his work too. That's the thing that's still a worrisome point, but yeah. He uh, caught three, three for 17. Okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. That's, and it's, yeah, that's all I really want. I mean, you get those extra bonus points there. That, that was a, that was a very good fantasy day. You know, he gives you 21 fantasy points in uh NFFC format there. You know, meanwhile, Scarborough gave me like nine. So yeah. And, and yeah, but, need, although Scarborough looks, Scarborough looks his, I mean, he ran well. He looks good, but he just doesn't. He's just not involved at all in the passing game. That's the difference. Yeah. So you like need touchdowns from the Lions running back. That's tough. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Lions play on uh, Thursday. Obviously, the fir- the early Thanksgiving game against the Bears too. I don't really like that matchup at all. Yeah. It's just you, a guy who doesn't catch passes on a bad team in PPR is just desperation only just, you know, you might get 55 rushing yards or 70 rushing yards and hope you get a touchdown, but 75 rushing yards is seven and a half points. It's just not a very good uh, output for a starter when like Duke Johnson can get like three catches for 28 yards and five carries for 25 or something and get more points than him. Yeah. That's, that's the right. problem is that it's just really, uh, it's really hard to, to make your money on those guys. I actually, if Dalton Del Don does not win tonight and he's down like 40 or 50, he's got Lamar Jackson and Ingram. So he's like 50, 50. If he loses. I think I'll have clinched pretty much the points. I'll have clinched the points anyway, but also the record so that Marlon Mack being out in that league doesn't even matter. Like it's, it's probably for the best because then in my other leagues, if someone has him, you know, I don't want him to play. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to have it wrapped up. Yeah, I just looked at the uh, overall standings. You're at like what 1,945 points before those two I got players. Got two players tonight. left tonight too. I know. Um, yeah, I'm at 1,844, which puts me fifth in the uh, in the classic. Now, keep in mind, uh, you know what? But that's the 14, 14 teams. teams. It just show it yeah. illustrates the difference. Nine, well, you would be in first. Has to be a difference. Yeah, it's a pretty massive difference because first place in points in the classic is 1904. 
Uh, first place in the online is like 2,100 something. Oh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be crushing if I could just move my 12 teamer into the 14 right, pool. Right. Yeah. If only, if only, man, I'm, the one thing that kills me in the, uh, the uh, classic is tight end. I took Vance McDonald ahead of Hooper, ahead of Mark Andrews. And that's just, that just continues to haunt me. Uh, I'm just not getting the production from that one spot. And I, I, I one week I got, I, I fabbed OJ Howard for a pretty significant chunk. Uh, and I got to use him one week where he got that touchdown against Arizona, but then I used him last week where he got the big fat zero or in week 11, I should say this week I used Jack Doyle who got me zero. You know, it's just, I'm going to be, although I'll be using Doyle again, cause Ebron's out for the season now. So I'll probably be using Doyle the rest of the way. Cause it's just, it's been a really hard to find a useful tight end. Yeah. Doyle might be, might pay off during your playoffs. Um, I just had no problems with the tight end. I had Kittle and Andrews in one league. I'd Kittle on my bench. And, you know, we talked about it on the XM show. Like I didn't know what his status was. I, I knew he was probably playing, but how many snaps he'd get or how healthy he would be. So I just used Andrews. I really wish I had left Kittle in. Yeah, I would have done the same, though. I, I really would have done the same. Uh, I, in fact, yeah. I had Andrews ranked number one in my tight end in rankings this week. Uh, I may have been influenced by looking at that ranking. Oh, please don't. By don't the ranking. You never take my advice. That's not true. Yes. So I blame you if it doesn't work out. If it does great, then I'll give you uh, credit. And then in my other league, uh, the one that's doing really well, I have Andrews and Greg Olson. So I just yeah. haven't had – I just don't have a problem at tight end. It's just not – everyone else is like having huge problems at tight end, but I just don't. And then in two leagues, I have Kelsey. I just paid up. I picked up Hunter Henry when he was dropped in one of them. So I got Kelsey and Henry. And then in, uh, in the stake, like I've got Kelsey and, and Everett. Mm-hmm. And then in that way, in that, um, FSGA league, I've got Darren Waller, who's actually been bad lately and Andrews. And I had to drop OJ Howard cause it just, there's no point in keeping him, but, but I just did that feel good my to get rid of that this year. And I, I understand that there's nobody on, you know, everyone's like, there's no one on waiver wire uh, on waivers, but. Well, but there there has been, but it's just been few. Like Ryan Griffin and Hollister were available yeah, in some places guys. this week, but then Hollister did nothing yesterday, and that's not all entirely his fault because Russell Wilson airmailed him on that one. Griffin got a touchdown, but that's all he got. By the way, uh, he didn't get anything else in, the, in that game against the uh, Raiders. But that was such a weird game, too, such a blowout. And, it was to- totally the, over. The top tight ends have disappointed. Like Ertz hasn't been as good as last year. Kelsey hasn't been as good as last year, and Mahomes is hurt. And then Kittle was hurt a couple games. Like he, you know, I didn't use him this week. That hurts. Like I obviously, you know, didn't know that I could, I had to use him. So the top tight ends have all had issues. Evan Ingram is hurt. OJ Howard's been a total bust. You know, Delaney Walker's been hurt. Most of the top tight ends have been busts. That's right. That's right. Uh, And, you know, you know, Henry has been good since coming back at least. Uh, Kelsey. He's been great. Yeah, I mean, Ertz is coming on lately. You know, when you lose every other receiver of note on the team, I guess you kind of have to throw to him. And even to, but even that was in garbage time yesterday. Yeah, no, the the Eagles are just unwatchable. I yeah, mean, it's truly terrible. Yeah, they are. They are. They really are. Are you going to use them? Uh, would you use them in Survivor this week against Miami? Uh, maybe I got to look at all the lines and all the numbers and all the ownership. But uh, same. I looked at the schedule and I didn't, I mean, I don't know if this is giving anything away, but I don't see any double digit lines there. There's one that's pretty close, but yeah, I haven't looked at the lines yet. I got, I got to do my own line still for guess the lines, but I'll have that 
pretty yeah, soon. I'm not going to talk about it now, but I'm just saying there's no, there's one team that's going to be heavily, heavily used. And I don't think it's going to be the Eagles. No, yeah, I mean, how can it be? The Eagles are just, they're not, they're not fun. They're so not I'm looking at right Kelsey now. has been disappointing. because only has four touchdowns, but he does have 833 yards. He's on pace for a lot of yards still. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Ertz is second with 712 yards. Darren Waller's actually third in yardage, 707 and Kittle's fourth. Cause he's missed games 70. That's, that's and then Hooper amazing. got hurt. That's the other star tight end that got hurt. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's coming back soon either. So yeah, that's, well, and then, and then the other thing is nobody scores touchdowns. Yeah. So not only is the, you know, the yard isn't great, but there's two guys with six touchdowns, Hooper, who's out three guys, fells, fells on Houston, who nobody used for most of those games. And now and he's then, doing uh, nothing Martin, again, by the way, too. Yeah. So like you could have picked him up briefly, but it probably took you two or three games to be convinced. And then uh, Mark Andrews has six. So there's just, there's no one really killing it. I mean, Kelsey has 833 yards, which is great, but he's got 63 catches and four touchdowns. It's not that great. Right. That's right. Uh, still time left. You know, you know, if you, if he dominates in the fantasy playoffs, then you're still good. But yeah, it's, it's ugly out there. Really ugly out there. Uh, before we do anything else, a quick note from our sponsor, Yahoo, our title sponsor. For sports and betting fans in the New Jersey area, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Sports betting is available today on Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo Sports app, powered by BetMGM. Yahoo Sportsbook, powered by BetMGM, allows fans nationwide to view betting odds across a variety of sports, and users of legal age to bet in the state of New Jersey and can click through the odds to place bets on BetMGM. New users 21 or older in New Jersey can make their first $10 deposit and receive $100 in free bets. Go to betmgm.com slash yahoo to get started and for full offer terms and conditions. Also, Yahoo Daily Fantasy continues to launch new fantasy contests every day. Visit yahoo.com slash daily fantasy to enter an NFL, NBA, or NHL contest today. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, that, that so that one, to, you know, th- that it's interesting that our industry is, you know, becoming increasingly intertwined with, uh, with with sports betting, with gaming, and all that. We talk so much about it on our show, but it does inform us too. So, I, I, but it's interesting to see that, like, our partners are getting more and more entwined with it too. Yeah, I mean, I've been writing, beating the book since 1999. So, yeah. we've been doing staff picks since 2000, and I was yelled at, you know, for talking gambling on different media shows and stuff. And now it's like, no, talk more gambling. Need more. All right, want more. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, uh, what are you working on for uh, East Coast offense this week? I'm not sure. I, I think I might talk about. I mean, I feel like sort of a douche talking about it, but I did talk about it already about how I had this great week and like, you know, what what happens when you have a great week? You know, I'm I'm so used to complaining about all the stuff that went wrong, and you know, how do you how do you I don't know process it, adjust to it, figure out. Uh, what the next move is. I don't know if that's what I'm going to write about, but it just, it's the only thing that really jumped out at me this week. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, it's so weird that all these really unlikely things worked out. Like one of the things that worked out was I was Trevor and I split the Weymouth league. Like it's a 14 team league with it's super flex. And I had Mahomes on by Hunter Henry and Kelsey on by in a 14 team league, Juju hurt and Stafford hurt. So we had like nobody, Ryan Fitzpatrick's my only quarterback. I'm using like a at least he wide receiver in the other. Fl- What's that? At least he he helped you. He did well, but you know at the time I didn't know how well he's going to do yeah. on the road in Cleveland, and so he you know he was my only quarterback. 
Um, I, on Thursday night, my opponent had, um, Will Fuller had 21 points. I had Duke Johnson got two and a half points or something. And I'm like, we're going to lose. But Trevor was like DMing me being like, dude, we got it. We got a dead spot with Smith Schuster, wide receiver. I'm like, who do you want to drop him for? Jakeem Grant or someone like that? Because you know, Jordan Matthews, like you really want to drop him there or just leave the zero. He's like, yeah, but we kind of have to win. It's like, we're in sixth place. We got to win. I'm like, well, maybe we'll get lucky. Yep. And well, we're up 70 now with the guy has like Willie Sneed and Brandon cooks left, but his two QBs were starting. They were Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. <laughs> so we crushed him. <laughs> we're crushing him. And it's just, that's just so crazy. Like that never happens. Like our team, we, I picked up Cameron Brait because I was missing two good tight ends and he got me a zero <laughs> and we still crushed. That's another one. That's pretty wild. 14 targets one week, one the next. Yeah, exactly. Right. When I used them, but I mean, it didn't matter. It's just, it's just bizarre. Like the, sometimes you just get one of those weeks where anything can happen. We picked up AJ Brown. He went crazy. It's really yeah. it though. Nobody else, you know, had the saints defense, they didn't do very well. It's just weird. Latavius Murray scored a touchdown for us. It was just a crazy week. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, I, I, yeah, a couple of those games were interesting. The, the, those NFC South games are always, you know, I look forward to those games. You know, I, you know when, they, when they don't deliver, I get disappointed. But they deliver in weird ways, too. You know, it was, it, I thought I the like Atlanta, I thought Atlanta was going to go nuts on Tampa, but it was the other way around. And it wasn't even go nuts. It was, you know, they cashed in on opportunities. Jameis went for over 300, but he was terrible early. He was bad. He was, he was Jameis early. He was good Jameis later. And that was only because Godwin made two awesome plays. Yeah. It, you know, Evans and Godwin are both on pace for more than 1500 yards. It's pretty ridiculous. Like all of Winston's yards are like coming from those two guys pretty much. Yep. It's funny. Cause I, you know, I talked to this, but I drafted those guys second and third round in that NFFC league. And I was trying to get Jameis in like round 12, but I took Alex Madison instead. And then by, and then he went before I, to somebody who already had a QB before he got back to me. So I ended up taking Trubisky. Uh, thinking, oh, well, I'm fine. I've got Trubisky. And I took Brady and I ended up picking up some different guys. But, um, you know, sort of like, do you stack in that situation? And it was, it was kind of like, well, if those guys are getting all the stuff, then there's really no point in stacking. It's yeah. not really, you know, James has actually been pretty good fantasy wise lately, but he's, he's been, you know, with all the turnovers that are negatives, it's yeah. not, you know, he's, he's way bad. better in fantasy than real life. And he's way better in leagues that don't punish you for interceptions. Yes, uh, that's right. You know, he is second in yards in the NFL. Uh, oh yeah. He's thrown up like four 300 yard games in a row or something like yeah, that. 33 91, just uh, 40 yards basically behind Dak. You know, it's interesting uh, that looking at, you know, the uh, top five, it's Dak, it's Winston, then rivers, then Brady, believe it or not is fourth for all the talk about the Pats and their, their dink and dunk offense and the tr- struggles they've had. He's still fourth in, in, in passing yards this year. Yeah, but it's it's because they, they don't run at all. Like they're they can't dead run. last in rushing yards. Oh yeah, because yards per attempt it's way lower. He's at six point seven yards per attempt. So and, yeah, and they're probably dead. Last. They just throw a ton because they just can't run yet. Yeah, maybe when the offensive line gets healthy. So actually, Winston, even in NFC scoring, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. He's seventh. He's ahead of just ahead of Murray and Josh Allen, but. So maybe I should have taken him in the 12th instead of Alex Madison, but there's a big drop off between six and seven. So between Watson and him is like two and a half point per game drop off. And then between him and like this Aaron Rodgers, he was like 11th. There's like a point and a half. So 
all these guys are kind of the same. Yeah. And once you get to that level, once you get off, off the cliff, off the top, there's like a top six and there's a cliff. Well, there's a top one and then there's a cliff. Um, right. And then there's five more guys and then there's a cliff to Winston. So once you get off that cliff, um, I think, you know, you're basically uh, mixing and matching. You're, you're basically right. just playing, you know, whoever has the best matchups. But I, I've got some pretty scrubby QBs. He's thrown 20 picks also, six more than the next highest. He's been sacked 36 times. He's, t- he's been sacked 36 times. That's more than anybody in the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, you get all that that goes with it there, too. I mean, it. it yeah, I don't mean to like make the case for him in real life, but fantasy wise, it's been pretty pretty crazy uh, what what he's been able to bring to the table there. So, uh, and rushing wise, uh, well, the thing is, yeah, uh, what else do I want to say? But yeah, I mean, thing is, he's uh, you know it, it, he's hel- he's uh, been a good a fantasy asset for the most part, with a couple of just really infuriating games for the most part. There, uh, you know, who's fourth in NFFC scoring? Ahead of Prescott on a per game basis, ahead of Watson. Uh, ahead of Prescott and Watson, and it's not and Wilson. We've already accounted for. Um, yeah, it goes Jackson, Wilson, Mahomes, then this guy, then Prescott, Watson, Winston, Rivers. Nope, Rivers is garbage. Yeah, I know he is, but he's thrown a lot. Tell me, just tell me. It's uh, Matt Matthew Stafford. I can believe it. Yeah, he was really good. He was really good. Yeah, and now he's probably done. Cousins is as low as he is. Cousins is, I guess he had a slow start to the year. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys between, like, who are averaging 24-ish points per game. Rodgers, Jeff Driscoll, former Bengal, Kirk Cousins. Driscoll came back down to earth in a a big way, though, yesterday. Yeah. Well, also, Rodgers has been a terrible fantasy quarterback because he had, like, one absolutely monster game. But it's like you really don't want that like one gigantic game and then a lot of duds. Right. That's right. You don't, that, that's the nightmare. Absolutely. Uh, looking at the bucks, they get uh, Jags this week. That's not the greatest patch passing matchup. Although AJ Brown seemed to be just fine. Uh, but then uh, home against the Colts at the lions. That's pretty nice. Texans. Isn't that bad. Uh, and then if you get, if you play week 17, you get the Falcons again at, in, in Tampa. So, not a bad schedule the rest of the way either. Not the, not perfect, but not bad either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think once you get out of the top six, though, once you get past Watson, I mean, you got to mix and match no matter what. I mean, you shouldn't have started Dak in New England. But for the most part, once you, once you, if you don't have Lamar, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Prescott, Watson, I think you're just pretty much you want to have two or three guys for the NFFC playoffs and just match it up. You want to probably figure that out beforehand to the extent you can. Exactly. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to talk about before we sign off today? No, I'm good. I just, I'll end with the same thing that I ended the XM show with is, which is, um, Frank Gore is a fine player and, you know, it's perfectly, you know, fine to celebrate that he had a good career and he just passed Barry Sanders. But I just don't like, we take these guys and we, sort of blow them up because they're popular or because it it's like virtue signaling. Like, Oh, I, I like Frank Gore and Frank Gore is a good guy. So I'm a good guy. I'll say something nice about Frank Gore. Frank Gore is a good player. He's nowhere near Barry Sanders. Um, it's just cause he passed him on the yards list does not mean that he's better. Does not mean that he's even in the same ballpark as a NFL player as him. And, uh, I, I don't know why we have to like, um, 
prop up certain players. Like they're better than they were. Jason Witten, Frank Gore. They're just like, they're good, but this is, I don't know what the, I, I really do think is that they become sort of the class act guys and people feel like if they do so, it sort of reflects well on you to say something nice about those guys. So it always makes me want to say something not nice about those guys, just to give them the middle finger. It's not their, those guys fault. They're perfectly good players. They have their place in NFL history, but don't confuse Frank Gore with Barry Sanders. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and Sanders gets overlooked because his career wasn't as long and because they, he doesn't have the postseason success. Uh, but <clears throat> neither is Gore. <laughs> he doesn't have the postseason success either. So yeah, just Barry yeah. Sanders is like arguably one of the greatest runners of all time. Yeah. There's like Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. I mean, just in terms of runners. Right. Yeah, maybe OJ. And just guys, just in terms of how not, you know, forget about the pass catching piece, which is huge. Just Barry Sanders might be the best runner of all time. It's just, you know, Frank Gore is a good player who played for a long time. Right. It's not even the he's same. a good player. He's a very good player. Oh, he's but. a very good player. I mean, he had, a, he had a very good career. Doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. If if it means anything, the Hall of Fame. He will make it because he's a class act. Yeah. Class acts, you know, get in. Jerome Bettis. Everyone loved Jerome Bettis. He got in. I was just going to go to there. That was the name I was yeah, thinking. It's the same. It's, I mean, Gore is probably better than Bettis because he, he at least had some receiving skills for a while. But... You know, it's just it's just like a popularity contest. I guess in some ways it's a Hall of Fame, and he is you know well liked and famous, and the announcers bend over backwards to kiss his ass on every broadcast. But you know, if if you weren't around to see Barry Sanders live, just go watch some Barry Sanders highlights. The Frank Gore highlights aren't going to be uh, on par with the Barry Sanders ones. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. And yeah, at least, and I think most people know that. At least I, I, I'd hope to think so. I don't know if everyone's making I think most it. people know. I, I just think that there's just this hype now. There's just this, it's not hype. There's just this, I'm telling you, if a guy gets in the good graces of the media, it's just what a class act, what a great player, one of the all time greats, Frank Gore, third on the list. No, you're not Derek one of the all time. Jeter, just, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jeter's gone the other way now that he's been part of that Marlins group. Yeah. Right? yeah no, now, now with but the Hall did. of Fame voting though, it's, it's well, going yeah. I mean, to, it's, it's going just, back. They can't, they, the, the, there's these the nauseating the ballots where it's Jeter I'm, only. I'm just trying to do my job to yeah. undistort it. Yeah. Now let's, let's keep it real. The guy was pretty good. Right. He's, he had a nice career. He's probably a nice guy, but don't even, don't even jest between him and Barry Sanders. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to close on that note. I want to thank Yahoo for uh, sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for listening. We've got Jake and Joe tomorrow. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.